It's finally almost June, so the Miami Hurricanes' official visit, Palooza, this crazy month of June, is starting this weekend. Are the Hurricanes going to get a verbal commitment out of this first weekend? You are Locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Alex Dono, University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet and contributor to allhurricanes.com. And thank you so much to the everydayers for making Locked on Canes your first listen and your first watch each and every day. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. So this is a, a pretty unbelievable stat, and I think it does check out. Uh, somebody sent this to me from a message board post on Miami's 24-7 posted by Colorado Kane for Life. Shout out to Colorado, by the way. I've met so many Canes fans online who live in that state. It's like, you know, obviously Florida is where most of us reside, but Colorado has a strong hurricane showing. And he talked about how many top official visits Miami is scheduled to have this month. 14 to 15 top 100 visitors uh, will be OVing top 100 players, I should say, according to the 24-7 ranking. So 14 to 15 top 100, 11 top 75 players official visiting, 26 players ranked in top 24-7 official visiting. He says there are only two programs that as of now have more confirmed top 100 players OVing in June, and those are Georgia and Ohio State. So those are the schools Miami is uh, is in the conversation with right now when it comes to this huge official visit month. Obviously, you need to actually get the results from it. I realize that. But the more pieces you have on the board, the more chance you have to get those results. Let's bring in our recruiting overlord. We love when this man joins <laughs> us. Our scout uh, recruiting expert on the Lockdown Network, Brian Smith, is with us. Brian, how are you? Doing well, sir. How about yourself? Doing very well. And, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we had a conversation about how you said, like, it would be be pretty disappointing if Miami doesn't land at least a top 10 class this year. And just Absolutely. based on the amount of top 100, top 75, four and five stars they have visiting in this coming month of June, I can understand why we'd all be pretty disappointed if they don't come away with a really high ranked class with all they have going on. I think it's top six or seven is kind of the minimum now just because I, I put a premium on corner and D-line because that's what the coaches put a premium on. And Miami's D-line recruiting board is pretty much similar to like what Georgia or Alabama or Ohio State or Texas or something like that would be. And they're getting them on campus, so they have a very high percentage chance if you get them on campus. It's pretty simple. So I, I think they have a, a really good shot not only to be in the top ten, they could even sneak into the top five. Obviously, it's it's a mile away from signing day. But you can only do so much at this point. And as you noted in your intro, we're almost to June. We'll start finding out after this next weekend. Yeah. And, okay, let's start with this weekend. Um, you mentioned D-line. Four-star defensive lineman Kamarian Franklin is visiting. Six-foot-five, listed at 265. I think he's a little bit bigger than that. Sometimes these listings are out of date. He's from Lake Cormorant, Mississippi. Uh, Tennessee has been considered to be a pretty strong trending favorite for Franklin, uh, but obviously we'll get a clearer picture coming out of the month of June with Ole Miss, the home state team, Miami, and Alabama 
also in the picture. What can you tell me about Kamari and Franklin's recruitment and where you think Miami stands here? This is something that I, I talked a little bit about on All Hurricanes today, and this is one of the kids. I didn't mention him directly, but it's a part of what Miami has going on. The NCAA has not yet handed out the violations for the Vols. How's that going to impact Franklin? They just in April, they met in Cincinnati for some hearing or whatever. It's good for all parties involved, including the recruits, that they find out what the sanctions are going to be. Franklin, you know, he's recruited by everybody. He has an offer from freaking every school in the country. He would probably like to know, too. But yeah. no matter what he does now, if the NCAA continues to drag its feet, which it is known to do, if they pass those out right before the season and he's committed to Tennessee, does he change? So this is one I've got an asterisk by, first off. But Tennessee is the perceived leader Ole Miss, you can never count out for an in-state in-state kid, but Miami gets the first swing. I found that interesting that Mario and his staff brought him in for this weekend. Are they just trying to knock it out of the park? Do they do they have a different feeling? Because why would you want to go first for the kid that's right. probably going to take all his visits? I, I'm really curious to see what he says after the visit. I, I don't know how many guys, if any, he'll talk to in the media, but something a week out. Miami needs D-linemen in this class uh, desperately. And he can play strong side edge and, and three tech. And those guys that just adds to their value. I think Miami's a bigger player than most believe he's been to campus before. So the Tennessee thing is something you got to put on the burner here. You got, you got to realize that's part of it, but Miami has at least a, a, a puncher's chance and maybe even better than that. So um, another player who's going to be visiting this weekend, June 2nd. So we're just a couple days away from this. Four-star wide receiver Draylon Miller. He's out of Silsby, Texas, six foot two, hundred ninety-eight pounds. And Draylon is someone that Judd Anderson has brought up to me specifically in an interview that we did. I noticed Judd tweets to him and about him quite a bit, which you know Judd tweets about a lot of different people. But Draylon Miller is someone that Judd, Miami's committed quarterback, seems very high on. How high are you on Draylon Miller? Love his film. He's one of my favorite guys to watch. I break a lot of film down on YouTube, and he, he's one of those kids that the only problem you have is the coaches fighting about the position he plays. So I know Miami is technically recruiting him as a receiver, but I am steadfast in stating if something went wrong at position X, they could move guys around and he could play it. He could be a nickel safety, a free safety. He could be a running back. He's just a great football player. Um, if he's going to play wide receiver for the U or most schools, I expect him to be a flanker an outside guy, but he has enough IQ to play in the slot in multiple spots and learn to play. He's just a guy you want on your team. So his other official visit that he's got set up is with Southern Cal. So maybe he has an affinity for the big city. He's from just outside of Beaumont, Texas, which certainly is not the big city. <laughs> uh, it's right on the Louisiana border, right off I-10. Um, he's a kid that's from the swamp. So it's just okay, so he's close enough to Louisiana that Miami's coordinators have the hooks in there because we know how much oh, they love <laughs> they love the Beaumont Louisiana. Is literally about ten minutes over the border from. Louisiana. Oh wow, I didn't know that. He's from a suburb just north of it. it the town he's in it it's one of those little football towns. When they play, the town kind of shuts down. Okay, it, it matters when they play, and he's their guy. So he's used to the the starlight of being the program's biggest player and all that. But it, he 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 can play anywhere. So. I, I, I'm going to be curious to see what his other visits are. I can't imagine that none of the Texas schools or LSU don't get a visit. Texas, Texas A&M, and LSU, those are the three in that area that hold the most. And then Houston, you know, they're going to try. They probably won't have much success, but then 
The other one is Oklahoma. Hmm. Those are the ones that I'm curious, and he hasn't set them up yet. So Miami and SC, two big city schools, maybe he wants a complete change. So Draylon Miller is not the only four-star receiver who's going to be visiting Miami this weekend. We got one from IMG Academy who's going to be in town. We will talk about him and more because Miami has two linebackers visiting as well. And Miami's trying to uh, try to flip a couple of defensive backs from Georgia. So we've got a lot to talk about with Brian Smith. We're only getting started here on Locked on Canes. Guys, I'm only getting started on FanDuel because we're headed to the NBA Finals. You see, I'm, I'm repping the Miami Heat today on the show. I've got my vintage Shaquille O'Neal Miami Heat jersey on. That's the last time I bought a jersey. You should make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA Finals because right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's $2,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win, which means you have nothing to lose on that first bet. I love how FanDuel has great promotions every day. It's a safe and secure app, and you can get paid instantly on FanDuel. And, yeah, we've all been making a lot of money on the Miami Heat and the Florida Panthers and their respective roads to the conference finals. There is no better place to bet all the playoff action than America's number one sports book. Visit FanDuel.com slash on and get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's FanDuel.com slash on. FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. And for the everydayers, you can take your everydayer experience to the next level by joining our exclusive SMS texting service through subtext. I spent a lot of time on there chatting with you guys. Uh, I give you breaking news updates, recruiting scoops, episode previews. You know, those who are on the subtext, you know exactly who we're talking about with Brian Smith today before the conversation even happened. It's like you're from the future. Uh, we include the link in the show description below. Uh, you can join free our subtext community. Two weeks completely free. And then if you want to opt in after 14 days, $4.99 a month, we give you a lot of added value on there. So check it out and join the community. Uh, Brian Smith, nice enough to join us. He is our show scout and recruiting expert. Uh, so sticking with the Miami official visits this weekend, Brian, uh, as it's going to ramp up throughout the month. But four-star receiver Jeray Tank Hawkins out of IMG Academy is going to be visiting. Now, uh, he's got a different body type from Draylon Miller, that's for sure. Uh, yes. <laughs> five foot nine, hundred sixty-five. So this is a special player, but you know it, it is worth pointing out he's got a similar body type to you know players that Miami has a lot of on the roster right now when it comes to these smaller, shiftier slot receivers. So uh, is Tank Hawkins special enough to be a priority for Miami? Where do you think he stands on Miami's radar? I've been trying to figure that one out and even going back and forth with it myself for a while. And here's my philosophy. He can fly, first off. I mean, this mm. kid is bona fide speedster but he is a slot you've got restrepo who's going to be a junior does he leave after this year can he go i mean he's not the biggest guy either that would he have much value to the nfl but he is the guy that miami looks to <clears throat> so you have to look at it from that perspective what's your roster going to be long term and then how quickly do you think robbie washington and nathaniel could really just blossom they look good in the spring you know, we got to see him spring game and then some practices, but you're relying on freshmen if Restrepo leaves. And then, you know, there's there's a couple other guys too, but Restrepo's just been the main guy to play. It's hard to project, man, because if you don't have those guys for what Shannon Dawson wants to run, he, he's 
going to put a lot of receivers on the field and probably sometimes two slots. And he's had success with guys named Tank because wasn't it uh, Tank Dell was the guy who <laughs> set all the records. So now you go from Tank Dell to Tank Hawkins. Maybe he there is a must get. There you go. But if, if Miami's going to run two slots, then that's different. So the answer yeah. to this is really what Shannon wants to do. And he wants to play the best players. So I, I'm guessing they're going to do that. And I think Robbie will also play a little bit outside. Nathaniel Joseph, I think, is a pure slot. So they want speed and they want guys to make plays on short passes. Really, it's not a whole hell of a lot different than what Jimmy Johnson did in the 80s. Throw the short pass and let my guy run by your guy. They did a lot of that. So I, I expect them to recruit him hard. If they're bringing him in the first weekend again, there's there's a reason. So, I mean, he's got offers from across the country. You know, he's Penn State or Florida, wherever he wants to go. Um, I'm curious to see how hard Miami tries to get his commitment this yeah. week. Yeah, and, and, and we're going to talk about that in a second, if Miami could come with a commitment out of this weekend. Uh, we also have two linebackers visiting. Four-star linebacker James Nesta, six foot four, two hundred five pounds, out of North Carolina. I've been told this is someone Miami really wants. Uh, and three-star linebacker Keyshawn Flowers out of Maryland, six foot two, two fifteen. It seems like there's a lot of mutual interest there between Flowers and Miami. Uh, your thoughts on Nesta and Flowers? Well, Nesta is—I mean, he just announced like publicly a little bit ago on Twitter that he was visiting this weekend. But this is an all-around athlete. He's a baseball guy. He's a linebacker. He's a kid that can play H-back for you. He's listed at 6'4", 205. He's that rangy linebacker that can play in space, which every school wants yeah. because the offenses have such an advantage. I don't know a ton about him, but he he can run. I, I don't even know who his, the main competitors are yet. I haven't even had a chance to research it. I, I found out about a couple of days ago. This is one of those deals where Miami's done their own research. Miami recruits really different than just about anybody else, and I love it because they go after kids that fit what they want to do. They don't care what on three or two, four, seven think, although these kids are all ranked pretty high. They just kind of do their own deal. Um, anytime you can get developmental players that are all-around athletes that are good enough to pitch, it's a pretty good sign. Um, as, as for Mr. Keyshawn Flowers, his film is dope. I've, yeah. I've known about him for a long time. Alabama, Notre Dame, all the schools on the East Coast, Penn State, whatever, they've all offered him. Alabama wants him as an inside linebacker, which automatically tells me he's a thumper. Then you put on the film, and it's fact. That kid changes your 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 whole mentality of what you want to do because he kind of sets a tone. That's a great football player. So Miami is recruiting against everybody for that kid, and uh, I it would be great for them to get him. Yeah, no, it, it, no doubt it would be. And you've said this before on allhurricanes.com within the last week or so. Do you feel like uh, Miami is going to get a verbal commitment, maybe more than one, coming out of this weekend? Do you think that's kind of an important thing that the staff is hoping for to set that momentum? Do you think, you know, come June 4th or 5th, we could be looking at a new cane? It's very possible. The, these these kids make rash decisions sometimes. I almost hope they don't get one like by Monday because that's oh, really? too much, too much, too quick. I would rather yeah. it be like a week from now after they go home and think about it. Right. But by the 15th, if they don't have a commitment from this weekend, I would be surprised. Miami staff is very well organized. They have done a tremendous job of laying down the track to get these kids to this point. And they, I just have a lot of guys that like recruiting. So, and it's not real hard to sell South Florida. I mean, you live there, you, you know the deal. Yeah. So my, my pick, if I had to pick one, would be Miller. And the reason I say that is he's a kid that he can go to a gazillion schools. 
But I'm going to go back to the point I made a, a little bit earlier. Both his official visits that at least I know of that he set up are to big city schools. It's Miami and it's Southern Cal. USC has a deeper wide receiver room than Miami. USC yeah. does than Miami. I think the playing time, they're getting him on campus first. Shannon Dawson and the entire staff want this kid to play receiver. He's my pick to commit in the next couple of weeks if they had to, if I had to pick one, because it's just a fit. I like it. Uh, here's something else uh, pretty darn interesting. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to trust who's reporting this. I, I don't think this has been officially confirmed that he's going to officially visit this month. But on three uh, has reported, I saw this from Stephen Wagner with the incredible mustache. I think Chad Simmons was reporting this as well, that Jeremiah Smith, five-star wide receiver, Ohio State commit, that he is looking to visit Miami it's actually a midweek visit, June 21st, okay? Uh, you know, he does have multiple OVs locked in despite being an Ohio State verbal commit. So it looks like Brian Jeremiah Smith, even though, he, you know, he did claim a while back he wasn't going to be back on Miami's campus. It seems he will be back on Miami's campus. But it is a midweek visit. Is that is that a good thing or is that like a throwaway? Or is there any sort of pattern with how those midweek visits go? Typically, they don't work out well, but that mm. this is a different era because it's going to be in the middle of summer. The kids aren't on campus right. at the same time students are. So June visits, while I get while schools are doing in the NCA, it's a lot harder for a kid to get a gauge of what campus life is really like anyway. And nobody's nobody's there. So I don't think it's as big an impact as it used to be. Mm. Plus, Jeremiah, is, you know, he's lived in South Florida forever. He knows Miami's campus. It's not like this is a Los Angeles kid coming and you need to get the full gamut. His recruitment is bizarre. Um, he's been committed to Ohio State forever. I know him well, but Florida's getting a visit. He's visited Georgia. He's going to visit Miami, Florida State's after. Everybody's after him. You just got to take your swing. I, I, I'm not projecting anything at this point. I have no idea. And it's not like anybody's going to stop recruiting him. Right. If he flipped to Georgia or Miami today, would anybody stop recruiting Jeremiah? No. No. So he's the best player in the country. He'll get a call from Deion Sanders on signing day. Like, no no one's going to stop recruiting this guy. No, I mean, and I get it. I get it. I mean, you shouldn't. He's a, he's a tremendous kid, and he's a tremendous player. Go for it. So only thing you can do is bring him in for an official, and yeah. they're going to try to get him in, committed or not, for visits in the fall, too. I mean, it's it's this is a long process. Anybody in the top 50, I could care less if they're committed to somebody. That's kind of my new rule. I, yeah. I hate it, but these kids do not honor commitments, you know, very much at all. So why why does should I? So speaking of taking swings, Miami is taking a couple of big swings at Georgia verbal commits yes. in the defensive backfield. We're going to talk about a couple of the top players like four-star safety Jalen Hayward, five-star cornerback Ellis Robinson the fourth. You want to keep it locked right here to Locked on Canes. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We are available free, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. And for the everydayers, we're going to be talking more and more recruiting throughout the week. We're going to have Larry Bluestein with us later this week. So you're going to want to tune in every single day here on Locked on Canes. We have our resident scout, Brian Smith, with us today. So, Brian, Miami's trying to flip a pair of Georgia commits. Let's talk first about... Five-star cornerback Ellis Robinson the fourth from IMG Academy. Um, he talked just this week about how he speaks with Mario Cristobal every single day, and he doesn't have that sort of relationship with any other head coach. So it sounds like Mario is the head coach that's been the most 
personable with Ellis, and it's pretty well documented how hard Miami's been trying to flip this young man from his Georgia commitment. Do you, how, how much of a chance do you think Miami has here? I think Georgia is going to be the favorite until otherwise proven, but that, like your information there, just kind of points. Maybe he thinks he made too early of a decision. I'm, I'm not sure because why would you continuously take his call unless you're truly interested? Right. That doesn't make any sense. So if he's taking the visit and he's got one coming up to UM and you're continuously talking to the coaching staff at that same institution, you're a player. You know what I mean? Miami is a player in this. And I don't even know who I would put next after them. I think this is primarily a Georgia-Miami battle. They're, I mean, again, like Jeremiah and some other, they're, they're not going to stop recruiting this kid. Let's be very clear. But if you're talking to him every day and then you have Miami's situation at corner, which is not much depth, it's not a hard sell. So right. he has a chance to come in and start as a freshman. Not likely at Georgia that's going to happen. So I'm curious to see what he says at the end of this month, because if he's still open to Miami and others, then I'm going to like just completely disregard the fact that he's committed to Georgia hmm. because at some point it, you know, it's talk is cheap, but what are your actions? So let's see how many places he actually goes through and visits this month and see what he says about the Canes. And Robinson is going to be part of the June 9th official visit weekend, which has uh, over a dozen, I think 13 or so yeah, players, including weekend. multiple five stars will be visiting that weekend. Uh, another uh, Georgia commit four-star safety Jalen Hayward is going to be visiting Miami on June 23rd. Uh, I have heard Brian some buzz out of Georgia that that is someone who might flip. I think they kind of have him on flip watch and Miami has been putting in a lot of work for Jalen Hayward. And, you know, for whatever it's worth, he wore Miami sweats to an event over the weekend. And that got a lot of track. I know, I know you're, you're, you're la I'm laughing inside. Brian's laughing on the outside. Yeah. You know, we see stuff like this, but this is obviously Jalen Hayward is someone that they've been working pretty hard on. Where do you think they stand with him? They put a lot of work in with him and he's a Florida kid. He's from the space coast area. He's, he goes to Rockledge high. I know him well. He's one of those guys when he committed as early as he did, I remember congratulating him, but I remember saying to myself, this isn't going to be anywhere near the end of his recruitment. Yeah. He's a kid that's all over the place. He, he's had schools forever after him. I didn't think it was his, in his best interest to commit early because I knew he was going to take a ton of visits. This is proof of it. Uh, Miami is one of several, like Florida or Florida state would probably love to take his commitment too. you know, this is a big time ball player. Miami's the trend though. And I don't know what the what the reason is. I haven't talked to Jalen recently, but I wonder if Kirby Smart's tired of recruiting him at this point. So <laughs> I would imagine he'll take at least three, if not four visits officially at some point. So this is another long play, but Miami is the trending pick, as you mentioned, and that's a good sign for the Canes. So another uh, defensive recruit I wanted to talk about, we actually talked about this young man yesterday, and then hours after the show yesterday – um, you know, I saw some some more positive reinforcement on this. Steve Wiltfong from 24 seven uh, was saying last night he heard Miami is in great shape for four star linebacker Chris Cole out of Salem, Virginia. Uh, there is a family connection to Miami. Chris Cole is Rohan Marley's nephew. And I don't know why I couldn't figure this out yesterday, but that makes him Bob Marley's grandson. I was trying to figure out the family tree, and I'm not very bright. That's pretty a, cool, man. Yeah, it, it is cool, right? And then a bunch of people on, on Twitter were like, I, that, that's Bob's grand." I knew it was Rohan's nephew. It's Bob's grandson. So Bob Marley's grandson, Chris, who's an excellent linebacker. And 
He's a lot bigger than Uncle Rohan was. I mean, Rohan played beyond his size. He was only five yeah. foot eight, where Chris Cole is six foot three and he's like 215, 220 pounds. Uh, so, you know, Brian, do, do you feel Miami is, is trending in the right direction for Chris, even beyond the family connection? Well, if Wilt Fong said that, there's a reason for it. Um, he, he, he has a lot of great contacts. But I had heard Miami quite a while ago. I'm, I'm sure Steve and others did too. Penn State, Notre Dame, and several others are trying to change that. I, I have a feeling this could be a Miami-Notre Dame battle because if, if a kid mm. from that area doesn't pick Penn State early, they're probably in trouble, hmm. and they haven't gotten him. And that's a great recruiting staff. I'm not taking anyone with Penn State. They have done a tremendous job, especially in the state of Florida. But I, I think that's going to come down to Miami and Notre Dame, and it's going to come down to the visits. Notre Dame really wants him too. So very rangy linebacker, could play the hybrid, or he could play Will, and this kid can flat-out run. So he plays like his uncle in the sense that he'll smack you too. I mean, Rohan, man, that guy – he was a thumper. He wasn't the biggest dude, but he had no fear. He was one of my favorite Miami players to yeah. watch because he, he just didn't care. Here I come. So Cole was much that way too. I don't know his timeline. That's the only thing I'm not sure. I haven't heard anything about his timeline. Maybe he wraps it up this summer, but he's got all the big boys after him as well. Yeah, and Cole, he's going to be visiting Miami on June 23rd. So that that's, that's shaping up to be a really big weekend. Like I, I had talked about – June 23rd is a day when it's going to be mostly uh, guys who are already verbally committed to Miami, but they're, they're, there's a lot of other top pieces as well. I mentioned uh, Jalen Hay or actually, no, sorry, I might be wrong on that. Let, let me double check the Cole visit. It's Hayward's visiting the 23rd. I, it, it stands to reason 23rd is still going to be a huge recruiting yes, weekend for Miami, and it's always a huge recruiting show when Brian Smith is nice enough to join us, make sure you follow him on Twitter at FB scout underscore Florida and check him out all over the locked on network. Brian, thank you so much for taking the time and enjoy this busy June coming up. Thank you very much, sir. I appreciate it. Always a great time. And guys, make sure you hit the like button. If you're watching us on YouTube, hit that thumbs up, subscribe to our channel. If you're listening to the audio version, make sure to subscribe on Apple podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, Google Pods, wherever you get your podcasts, if you could take a few seconds to leave us a five-star review, we like to shout those out on the show when they come in. So later this week, we will be shouting out a couple of new five-star reviews. We will talk to you again next time. The Everydayers, we will see you tomorrow on another episode of Locked on Canes, part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.